three, two, one, boom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Movie Nerds Podcast. I'm Mike, your host, and today I'm going to talk about John Wick 3. Boy, John Wick. That movie was f- nuts. That movie made me want to take out my guns and just start fucking firing rounds in the movie theater. That's how fucking awesome and jacked this movie got me. Um, <laughs> if you hadn't seen the first two John Wicks, but you just like action movies, I would still go see it. If you don't really care for action movies, this movie is not going to be for you. If you like things that are like, if you like something in your movie along the lines of like a plot or some kind of character development, um, you know, things that move the, the story along, this movie's not going to be for you. If those are just minor details to a movie to you, then you'll like this movie. And if you're an action nut, you'll love this movie. In comparisons to John Wick 1 and 2, I would say this is probably, this is definitely better than 2. I don't know if it's better than 1. 2, to me, just to give you guys a baseline where I was at, was just an okay movie. John Wick 1 was the shit. I thought 2 was just like a, an extended, you know, special feature of just more stunts. Um, I really don't remember. I just saw it not too long ago. I don't remember a whole lot about it. But John Wick 3, um, I think, takes the cake for, so far, most entertaining action movie yet this year. Um, I know we're only halfway through the year, and I'm not really considering Endgame an action movie. But, um, without spoiling anything, and I don't think there's really any, a whole lot to spoil. Like I said, there's hardly any plot. The movie starts off with John Wick um, getting a hit placed on him, a bounty, and every hitman in the world, or woman, he, she, whatever, um, is out to get John Wick to get that uh, $14 million bounty on his head. Now, that, that doesn't seem like a whole lot of, movie, a lot of money for the world's best assassin. I think, like, maybe at least 20000 or $20 million. Seems like a fair price to start at. That's just me, though. I don't really make any money. I can't tell you what's a lot. $20 is a lot to me. And that's basically the whole movie. Him just getting uh, getting away with not getting murdered by uh, one assassin after the next, after the next, after the next. So this movie kind of, the only thing that really pushes the story forward is just kind of the action sequences that lead from one room to another room to a horse to a hotel and then somehow you get to another hotel on the other side of the world i'm not asking for much here so i'm not complaining so i would say the sense of this movie is what really makes this movie um the action sequences are really long so if you're into like kind of extra long action sequences this movie is going to be um a must see for you also, if you're a person who likes to see your movies in theater because you think it sounds better, it looks better, um, the experience is better, the popcorn, sitting on the couch, being in a 
crowd with a bunch of people, which I don't know. I'm not sure who likes that. But this is definitely a, a go-to movie. You got to go see this movie in theater. Um, it'll be good in your own home if you buy it or rent it later. Um, it's not as good if you try to find some cheap stream online. This is definitely a must-see movie in theater. The sound effects were the craziest I ever heard. These gunshots were so loud. I thought maybe I should come and bring my earplugs next time because my ears are old and grandpa-ish. I can't hear much. I definitely had a ringing in my ear when I left the theater. Um, and then again, I was also sitting kind of close to one of the walls with the speakers just blaring into my ear. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the sound, the sound effects were, were pretty superb. I don't, I don't think I've been to a louder movie. That's for sure. And this is one of those movies that one of the best parts of seeing in theater is, um, hearing the reactions of other audience members in the theater Nobody was really talking, and if they were, you couldn't hear them because it was so flipping loud. But anytime someone got, like, murdered in a super, uh, like, violent, crazy way, you would hear, like, groans and moans and, oh, shit, and, oh, no, he fucking didn't, and all this throughout the whole theater. And then that, that makes movie-going worth it. That's what I like that part of the theater where you hear the reactions of the other uh guests in theater that part i don't mind so much it is kind of nice watching a movie in a empty theater to get that privacy but man when you're really enjoying something you kind of want to share that with other people so it's nice to hear other people in the audience say out loud how you're feeling and just oh shit did john wick just fucking murder that dude with whatever the fuck he had and he did he murders everybody that's not a spoiler he doesn't die, but he just murders the fuck out of, like, a million fucking people. So, I'm going to get into... Okay, before I get to spoilers, uh, I'll talk about two of the things that I liked most about this movie. Other than, you know, the action you're expecting, the stunts you're expecting, the sound effects were dope were the two or the main kind of assassin that's after John Wick who's kind of can go toe-to-toe with him um, and his henchmen. His two henchmen were, if you remember, if, if you've ever seen the movie called The Raid, if not, I'd recommend it. If you're, only, if you're into action, that's pretty good. So the two uh, stunt, stuntmen from that movie are henchmen and, and John Wick, and they work with this guy. I think his name's Zero. Um, and they have this really cool action sequence at the end where, you know, it's two against one. And then he finally gets to like, you know, the main bad guy or the boss or whatever. And that action sequence is really cool. Both of those last two sequences are a little drawn out. Um, they do kind of break it up with a little bit of humor, not a lot, but just enough to give you, you know, get you through that kind of extended fight scene all right so I'll, I'll move on to the spoilers now um i hope telling you that he didn't die at the end isn't a spoiler i mean this is a pretty uh successful franchise i, w I don't think they would kill off you know their lead role 
Um, they definitely leave it open for a fourth movie, which could be interesting how it ends. You know, it could be a whole different kind of... Um, they, you know, it could be some kind of interesting story built up. Not a whole lot to spoil. Not a lot of twists or turns in the story. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, John Wick gets a hit put on him. He fights to survive. Throughout the uh, the movie, there's like this auditor coming, and she's kind of like the uh, she works for what's called the high table, and this and they're like they must be like the shot callers of this assassin world, which is uh, is worldwide. And she's kind of auditing all the people that helped John Wick get away with murdering somebody on what's supposed to be neutral ground. And I think a lot more could have been done with that. They they uh, kind of fumble it at the end where not a whole lot of consequences really happen with this uh, auditor coming around. And that actress that plays that auditor, I I've never seen her before. I th she's kind of an interesting character, kind of like super robotic, as if she's kind of like lifeless behind the eyes, just doing the paperwork for those, you know, world assassin organization so she meets up with both the owner of the continental hotel and john wick's uh friend who runs the uh, look like a homeless person assassin crew so it um that part was kind of interesting but it kind of it breaks up the uh you know, the senseless violence throughout the movie, but at the end of the movie, it doesn't really, you know, pay off, I don't think. So we got some pretty cool stunts. Right off the bat, he's um, in this library. He's looking for some sort of medallions and, like, special necklaces and, like, gold coins and whatnot that he keeps in a book in the library. Which I guess is pretty safe since I don't know when people go to a library nowadays. And then he, of course, he runs into his like first assassin, and it's just like this tall, goony-looking basketball player guy, and he's just beating the snot of uh, John Wick for like the first couple minutes. And they go back and forth, and they really show you the huge like contrast between the two heights of the Keanu Reeves and the the uh, the tall assassin guy. But then, of course, beginning of the movie, John Wick gets the upper hand, beats the snot out of this dude with the book, which was pretty interesting. Um, and there's a lot of scenes where you're, you obviously, if you don't uh, suspend your disbelief, you're gonna be like, you're not that interested in the movie. Who's gonna kill somebody with a book or a pencil, you know, or just one book? But John Wick does it, of course. And this is one of the first times, like, people in the audience kind of lose their shit after he kills this guy. Everyone just goes, ooh, ah, ugh. So that part was pretty cool. And then immediately that part leads you into the next fight sequence, um, or shortly thereafter, which is probably one of the more favorable ones, where it's like this huge knife, this knife fight in this, like, really close, condensed area. And I think they're in some kind of museum or something. Because there's knives behind glass that's kind of like on display. And like one 
one goon after another keeps coming in after John keeps murdering them. And it gets to a point where he doesn't have any guns, so they're just uh, bashing the windows open and grabbing these, like, antique knives and just, like, throwing them at each other back and forth. And there's some, like, really uh, tense moments. And this is kind of the start of, like, the crotch shots. And there's a lot of crotch shots. Um, we'll get to that in a little later. <laughs> so, that sequence, the first two sequences are really cool. Um, then they lead you to the sequence on a horse, which is pretty interesting. Again, you gotta suspend your disbelief and just go with the flow of the movie. John Wick, he needs help. He's on the run from all these criminal or assassins and whatnot. So he goes to this uh, ballerina theater, and everyone in this movie is a flipping assassin. If you think this movie takes place in real life, every other person you pass on the street is probably an assassin. Anybody with tattoos is an assassin. Anybody that like dances well could be an assassin. Everybody's a flipping assassin in this in this movie. But this is one of my favorite parts where he goes to this theater. He talks to this lady. And she treats him like he's kind of some orphan's, like, son. So I think they kind of give you a little backstory on kind of John Wick. They made it seem like he's, uh, like, kind of born into this world. His mom was in this world, if that part was true. And and that, um, they kind of get raised to be an assassin, like that's their only way of life. And then you see, uh... When they walk into backstage, there's a bunch of, you know, young women kind of practicing and stretching, doing a bunch of, uh, you know, dance stuff and whatnot. And they all have, like, these huge tattoos in their back. So then that kind of leads you to believe that these are all, at least in my opinion, like, assassins in training. Like, this is not just some theater. It's also a training ground for future assassins. Probably... And a lot of them were a bunch of women. So, um, she's also pretty higher up. This lady that he meets with, she grants him, you know, a passage to the other side of the world. So now he goes to the other side of the world. How he gets there without getting murdered, I don't know. Because he can't even go two steps without, you know, someone stabbing him in the shoulder or something. And this is where we're introduced to Holly Berry's character and her dogs. There's like a theme of these dogs. Everyone's a dog lover or animal lover in this movie. Um, he asks her for a favor because she, uh, he did her a favor a long time ago. And they kind of insinuate that they have this backstory with John, Holly Berry, and I guess her daughter who she can't see anymore for whatever reason. And this is part of the movie they could have done without. This is the only part of the movie that really bugged me because it felt like Holly Berry was just kind of phoning it in. She didn't look too into the role and she didn't really convince me that she was part of this whole world because she is also a manager at this hotel in Casablanca. And what he wants from her is a meeting with, I think, her boss, who, which then gets him a meeting with the boss of the the man, the, the high table ruler, or what have you. 
And then, of course, there's that action sequence that takes you from, you know, the meeting with her boss to the meeting with the man and, and the high table or, or whatever you want to call it. Whatever he is. You kind of don't really know who's who in this movie. Everything's so cryptic. Everything's so symbolic. There's, like, these weird unwritten rules. And that's, like, kind of the whole theme or the whole aesthetic of John Wick. It's like these, this uh, symbolism, you know, these coins, these necklaces, and symbols, and tattoos, these rituals, branding, and you know, cutting limbs off. It's all, it all really is really cool. And the Holly Berry action sequence is really cool. It's a little long again, and this is where she's got these dogs trained, and they're just like ripping dudes' dicks off left and right, like. This is like 50 dicks get bit in this movie. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of pushes you or pushes the story to the meeting he has with, I don't even know his name, but kind of like the boss. He might be some sort of prince in the middle of the desert. Uh, and that part was just kind of weird. You kind of... See, the, the part of the story that they try to build and kind of, you know, explain or whatever, it, it's not that interesting, my, in my opinion. The, the action sequences were cool, and to have a reason for the action sequences always help. But some of this story that they're trying to tell and John Wick's motive of just to want to be alive so he can remember his wife seems so simplistic for a reason to like murder just constantly it seems to be in his nature everyone seems to be comfortable with murder and just getting into fights like all the time i don't know how these assassins get as old as they are because they all seem to get into a fight every like 20 seconds um So after his meeting, this part leads into my two favorite action sequences, which are basically the last two, um, with Zero, the main one, and just before that with his two henchmen. And uh, his two henchmen from the raid I recognized right away, so I was really excited for when you know they go at it, and they go at it, man. It's, it was really cool seeing like these two shorter Asian guys beat up on Keanu Reeves who's like a foot and a half taller than these two and they go back and forth a bunch John Wick gets thrown through like a million you know pieces of glass where the last like two fight sequences take place it's this giant glass uh, floor like ceiling floor walls doors secret walls everything's all made out of glass it kind of reminded me of, you know, Enter the Dragon with all the mirrors. That's what it reminded me of. And I thought that was, like, done really well. And it was really cool. And then again, the two the two henchmen are also kind of nerding out that they're fighting John Wick. And they even gets to a point where they knock him down. They pause. And they're like, we're huge fans of yours. It is an, like, an honor <laughs> to finally meet you. We've heard so much about you. Then they stick out his hand, help him up off the ground. They kind of like um, gather their thoughts there. 
and then have like a quick stare down and then back to the action like another five minute fight scene which is done really well um of course john gets the better of him he moves on to the final fight scene with zero i don't know if that's his name or not but i'm just gonna call him that and uh they have a really cool fight scene zero has like the samurai sword i think john wick has a sword I don't remember, but they go back and forth. Oh, no, he doesn't have a sword. He has his belt, so he starts whooping this guy's ass with his belt because by then he doesn't have any more guns. So it's just like a fist fight. So kind of like my favorite like my favorite thing was just like hand-to-hand combat. The action was done really well. It wasn't like a whole bunch of shaky cam, and you can't tell what's going on. It's pretty, pretty clear where you can see exactly what's happening. And you see some pretty cool uh, martial arts. Um, so that sequence wraps up. Again, John Wick doesn't die. No surprise there. So the movie ends uh, with the final scene. You know, you got John Wick on the scene. On the, they're on the roof of the building with Winston, the manager of the hotel, and this auditor of the high table. So you're expecting... This is the twist. You're expecting like them to, to go to war with the high table and murder this lady that's been auditing everybody. But, of course, that doesn't happen. Winston turns on John Wick, shoots him like three or four times off of the roof. But you can tell that he's not getting penetrated by the bullets because his suit is apparently bulletproof. He falls like 20 stories and hits like every ledge on his way down and uh it's pretty violent pretty gruesome looking um the high table sees that as like a sign of respect so they grant um the hotel manager his hotel back and now he's part of he's back in the assassin world everything's cool with him and now he's cut to what we believe is them setting up the fourth movie John Wick gets wheeled into some underground subway where all the homeless assassins are residing. And the Morpheus is there. He's kind of like the head honcho of the homeless people. He's super cryptic with everything he says. Everything he says is like some sort of weird speech. But they lead you to believe that they're kind of, um, they're now, him and John are kind of team up. And then they're going to wage their own personal war against the high table. And boom, cut to credits. My ears are ringing. Everyone in the theater was pretty jacked. It was a pretty good movie overall. So that's my thoughts on the movie. Uh, sorry if I lost you there in the last like 10 minutes. I was just kind of rambling on. But definitely go see it. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're on YouTube, give us a like or subscription or follow or whatever. Uh, we're on Instagram at Podcast Movie Nerds. Uh, check us out. Peace.